How's it, Internet? And welcome to Two Guys and SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. How's it, Al? Lacquer, man. I think this is our first recording outside of SharePoint Saturday where we are actually in the same room at the same time. I know, right? How <laughs> weird is that? I can actually see you and we can have a face-to-face conversation and we're not stumbling over each other when we speak. Yeah, makes it much easier if you can see the other person. And it's going to be perfectly recorded as well. <laughs> nice. You've been jet-setting around the planet recently. I wouldn't call it that. Uh, traveling to Seattle in the middle of the elections is not exactly jet-setting. It was kind of scary. Uh, walking around, seeing people sitting in bars, fixated on TV screens, watching Trump win. And it's the election, what is it called? Something college. where the, the first college, yeah. Yes, that. The first person to 270 points wins the election, which was fascinating. Suffice to say, I'm glad I got out of there in time. Although it's Seattle, so uh, if you look at the map, there's red, which is Trump, and obviously Clinton, which is blue, and Seattle was a blue state. So not much bad happened in Seattle. Not that I think bad happened across anyway. Um, There's some stuff happening, but I mean, shit, man. We're on the arse end in South Africa of bad politics and it's interesting to note that Americans are on the beginning of bad politics and I think that's the total sum of my political view right there and then. Yeah man. So how was the MVP summit? Uh, Well for those who don't know um, as an MVP you get invited yearly to go to Microsoft in Seattle so you go to the mothership which is just phenomenal. So the campus has over a hundred buildings So there's north, south, east and west campus. They have shuttles that run you around the campus. So when you go from building 33 to building 92, you literally take a bus. It's fascinating. So Microsoft's got over, outside of the campus in Redmond, they've got last count, I think it was sitting in just over 106 buildings, and that was in 2011 when I was there. So yes, you go across the shores, uh, you go to spend time with the product group, and that's the product groups for every product. So these exchange MVPs. Well, they're part of the office um, servers MVP. There's data platform, the SQL guys, the BI guys. There's the Azure guys. There's the Windows guys. There's the data, the, the uh, mobile guys. So you've got 2,000 people jumping on a plane, flying to Seattle and spending four days with Microsoft, uh, deep dive sessions uh, for your specific track you get to select what you want to see and you engage with the product group, the guys writing the code that builds Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, we had a, I can't talk about the sessions, but I can tell you a little bit about the engagement of the session. So one of them was an hour and a half with the Office 365 product group in a room, 200 odd MVPs sitting there asking them questions about Yammer versus groups versus teams. Um, those sort of things. And you had forms to fill out. So we obviously influence or we can influence the strategic direction of Microsoft by, and the nice thing was they asked specific questions like surveys. So yeah. how likely are you to utilize product X or what do you think of product Y? So do you agree strongly, agree strongly, disagree? So we assist them. And it's great to see because I was there in, in 2013 and it was a Yammer fest. That's all it was. I mean, it was just one big Yammer um Yammer sales pitch. And now that Jeff Tepper has stepped up, uh, 
Bill Byer, Dan Holm, all got involved in the strategic direction of SharePoint, yeah. not only on-prem but in the cloud. Huge difference. And my, my, my hearty thanks goes out to these guys because they get involved in the community. They're from the community. They've been involved in the community. Dan Holm is part of the community. I mean, he, he's actually we're going to be talking about one of the conferences that he was involved in um, creating. So it's great to hang out with like-minded individuals, meet old faces that you generally talk to on Facebook and on Twitter and all of those things. Also, there was decent swag, so thanks Microsoft for that. There was also a bunch of meet and greet events every night. So we got to meet our handler, Hyundai. Um, she was uh, she organized us the podcast that we did from Channel 9. Nice. And a lot of the product guys will have an evening. So I, I went to the Nintex evening, the K2 evening. Nice to go to K2 evening. Spoke to the um, four local guys from South Africa that's moved to Seattle, um, which was interesting because we, we got to speak Afrikaans. Then there was uh, Infodristics, Pluralsight, and all the other guys that, Organize yeah. events there because either they have an MVP on 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 the payroll like Fabian Williams at K2, or they know about the MVP summit and they have offices in Seattle and they they organize stuff. So all in all, amidst the crazy elections that was going on, it was really really good. There's some crazy stuff coming from Microsoft. I mean, just have a look at what they've done with Microsoft Teams. Boom in. Yeah, and, that's um, super cool. And it, it's great to see that this huge drive from Microsoft in the space that we play in. And SharePoint's going to be around for a while. It's not going to dissipate into nothingness and just become commoditized from a product perspective. And they're doing a lot around what they're giving the information worker. So you look at stuff like PyApps and Flow, they're going back to their roots saying, well, okay, let's give end users or power users the ability to create things. And it's not limited to just SharePoint. So PyApps is not just SharePoint. No. Flow is not just ship when you yeah, can well, connect Dynamics, to a bunch of things. Yeah. Dynamics 365 is basically built on Flow system. So all in all, it was great. I'm glad to be back. A lot of travel. It's been five, six crazy weeks of of, a, of travel all over. And one of the other things I wanted to touch on is our, our road trip up the coast. We spoke about that. Our reach on Twitter was crazy. I mean, we, we never start, we never look at analytics when we use hashtags. Yeah. And we started to look at, at using hashtag Redbus. And the reach was so insane that Avpoint was blown away by it. And there's a lot more coming, but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a bit when we get to that, that section of, of the podcast. Your side, uh, have you settled back into working? I know you had some huge projects um, with your current customers. Yeah, um, going very well. Everything's running apace. Um, I chatted to Paul Keys and he said, um, great client to be working with. I don't know if I can mention who the client is. Yeah, I don't see why not. Anyway. Well, let's just leave it at client A. Yeah, cli client A. They, they are actually really good. They're going through a digital transformation of their business, which is exactly what Microsoft is supporting. Um, and it's very exciting for us to be able to help them through that. So it's really, it is a very exciting client. So seeing as we don't have a guest this week, uh, primarily because of timelines, and uh, we're still waiting for the Channel 9 audio recordings, which will, will be a podcast outside of uh, seeing the video on Channel 9 as well. Um, I think it's time that I interview you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, digital transformation, it's a, it's a big thing. Uh, I did a session on it. We're seeing a lot of companies talking about digital transformation. You've done 
tons of projects. And like you just said, no, the company is bought into the concept of transformation where they're going, uh, how you go about doing that. Microsoft's bought into it as well. The Friday before I flew out, we sat in our Office 365 University boot camp and there was discussions around transformation and what you can do with value discovery and all the elevator pitches per vertical that Microsoft's made available as part of the fast-track engagement. The client that you're dealing with, what was the, the engagement like? How did, how did you, the success factors, how did you get to a, to a stage where you got buy-in from the organization? I mean, they sound like a poster client to have because they believe in, in what you're doing and where you want to go. Yeah, I came into this uh, project fairly late, actually. Like you mentioned, Paul, he's, he's the lead on this. But it was very much the business deciding that they needed to update for a, for a new era. They'd been running computer systems, but they're all very much siloed and legacy systems, as a lot of companies, especially in South Africa, are. There, haven't been, there hasn't been a, a revolution in how you use technology in your business for a very long time. And so the time has come for them, and um, they came to us asking how they do it, and we came up with a plan for them. And they really are the, the perfect client. They're aware that the, this sort of thing is a journey. It's not installing Office on your laptop where you install it and you drop it and it's done. It's, it's a process with the business and the technology and helping people use the tool, putting tools in place and then uh, alerting people that they're available and, and helping them to use them. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's interesting though. I think it's quite a big shift. Uh, we talked about companies, uh, hardware organizations also having to go through this transformation where the big guys that sell huge amounts of tin, and actually we spoke about it at Channel 9, so I'm not going to delve too much into that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting time to be around, um, seeing what Microsoft's doing with the technologies and how fast they are actually coming out with all these weird and wonderful things. And I look at my kids and how the millennials are getting involved in to the Microsoft stack of things, much easier than we had it back in the old days. And it's interesting to watch this whole thing transform into where we're going to be in 10, 15 years' time. Hopefully I'll be retired on an island somewhere. But let's jump to in the news. So Microsoft Teams. Yes, Microsoft uh, released Microsoft Teams. I what think we may have chatted about it briefly in our last I th- episode. I think or? there was something around GA or, or something like that around Pi, Apps and Flow and all of those things. Yes, so Teams is out. And, um, and, and they're, it. yeah, and they're, it, it's an amazing product. It's quite interesting how they're positioning it. They've, with the announcement of Microsoft Teams, Microsoft have sort of changed their messaging around what Yammer is, because as I've underst- as I've understood it, uh, Yammer has been the that social chat app of of the Office three six five sphere, but now it, it's being positioned much more as a broadcast mechanism across the the organization it's more of a broadcast to the company i've done something cool this other guy did something cool hr spreading things like that um so that's more of a broadcast thing and then for the collaboration chat aspect of it that's very much microsoft teams and it's a lot better designed to do that you've got um threaded conversations which is really cool um that microsoft are i think the first in the space to actually do that Slack, I know the Slack users have been asking for it for a long time, and Microsoft just kind of swept in like, oh, there you go. Well, they've got, like in fashion, history repeats itself. Uh, one of the nice things I like about uh, Teams is that you can drop Giphy images in there, so you have animated GIFs. <laughs> it's very cool. Yes. How, how to make people more productive, give them uh, animated GIFs. Uh, but there's uh, some exciting stuff. Like that sort of fun stuff is sort of expected in a chat app. 
but it's got some really cool things for productivity and the the Microsoft bot framework is also uh, built into it. Yes. Um, Currently, I think there's two bots available when you enable uh, when you actually enable uh, Microsoft Teams in your tenant. Yeah. Uh, this is also the tricky thing when it comes to enabling it. Everyone expects to see uh, a tile. Yeah. You don't see it. Because so, it, it, it's, a, it's a chat interface, sort of. Yeah, so what happens is, no, well, look, with Power Apps Flow and all of those things, uh, you enabled it, and then the tile appeared, like, a couple of minutes later. I actually blogged about how to get the tile to appear for Power Apps and Flow. But everyone, so the guidelines, is a Microsoft video that says how to enable Teams. So the video goes, great, okay, switch it on, and now you have, go into it, go to settings, um, there's a, yeah, you, you flip a toggle. Yeah, and that's it, you have settings. Teams. Great, no, but how do I access that? <laughs> you actually have to go to teams.microsoft.com and sign in. Yeah. There's still no tile for it. Uh, once you've signed in, you have the option to download the, the app. Um, and amazingly, the app's available. It's a, there's a Windows 10 app. There's a mobile app. So well, it's the UWP framework, so it's the same app. Ooh, I wonder if I can install it on a Raspberry Pi running Windows 10 Core. You probably can. Ooh, there's a, no, I have two it, reasons for using my Raspberry for, Pi. For the folks at home, he quickly glanced across the room, I'm assuming at the Raspberry Pi sitting in the corner. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah it is. It was sitting in the corner before I cleaned up. So, yeah, a lot of conversation about Teams. So where do you use Teams? Uh, what do you do with Office 365 uh, groups? What do you do with Yammer? Uh, big conversations. Teams, more around exactly what it says, team collaboration. So think about it this way. You've got a bunch of consultants in the Caribbean that you work for and you collaborate around ideas in your team. Yes, and you'd have, very, like I assume you'd spin up an instance of uh, this for a specific project team so yeah. everybody there can be on the same page and it's, it's built on the, the Office 365 Group's infrastructure. No. So it's not, it's, not, uh, rep- it's not a replacement for that. No. Look, Group's um, is really around email conversations. Yes. Because it's driven out of exchange. That's where the idea came from. So uh, we asked this question at the summit, and we had, uh, and when you start thinking about it, so Yammer, exactly what you said. Yammer is around enterprise wide communication, get that information out there. And Yammer used, not that anyone has ever said this, um, well, when you do say it, they point it off. Yammer can be used effectively. <laughs> Look at that, I'm even laughing. But there, there's, there's reasons for it. And the way Microsoft built it, and they do a lot of dog fooding, the product group actually uses all three platforms, Groups, Teams, and Yammer, um, quite effectively, actually. So when you're collaborating within a team, like the SharePoint consultants, that's where you would be. But if you wanted to speak to marketing, you'd go use something like Yammer um, to get information to marketing. Or if you want to collaborate across departments, you'd use Groups. Yeah. So that's the split. Uh, people are throwing, oh, what do we do? How do we do this? It'll take a while to shake out. As yeah. with any new technology, it's going to um, it, it's going to take a while to see how to use it um, well. And that makes our job as consultants very exciting. So if we've got some clients who are willing to push the envelope and really see how to do this, then it's an exciting time for us to set all this stuff up. Yeah, it's difficult because everyone goes, well, I've just got my people onto groups and now you give me teams. And you've been telling us we shouldn't use Yammer. Now you tell us we should use Yammer because it's a first-class citizen and there's tight integration into groups. So just pick a product and let's roll with it. I think it's down to the maturity of the organization. We've seen 
uh, quite a steep ramp up from companies, especially with moving to Office 365 because it's quite a big shift. And hopefully companies will start saying, well, okay, we do find value. The fact that you can use a slash, um, it's nice. And, and history repeating itself like with fashion, Teams and Slack looks a lot like IRC from the yesteryear. Yes, and they've got bots. They do I have used bots. to do IRC bots. Uh, so I challenge you to build a, build a bot for uh, the, the, the team stuff. But speaking about that, actually we did speak about that with Taylor um, last week. So we'll, we'll get back to that. There will be a pricing model uh, similar to the way uh, Power BI is priced. You get the freemium, you get the free version, then you get the freemium version, and then you get the paid for version, depending on what uh, SKU or what, what plan you're on. Uh, that's, gonna, that's Microsoft's approach to all of their weird little apps that they're building. Like Power BI was their baby, their, their poster child for how they're going to work with products that sit outside of. It's not specific to SharePoint. So yeah. if you look at Power Apps Flow, it's not specific to SharePoint. Teams is not necessarily specific to SharePoint. It's specific to Office 365. So is Power BI. So is Power Apps and Flow. If you don't have an Office 365 subscription, you cannot get access to these products. Same with Planner. But it integrates into the bigger picture. And the licensing model will be based around the way Power BI is licensed. So you'll probably get enterprise-grade Power Apps and Flow. I don't know. There was no mention of that. Uh, Microsoft still finding their way around. Okay, so we know that. Well, Power Apps and Flow are both still uh, Nessian technologies. They're not quite as full-featured as a as the workflow engine in on-prem SharePoint. Oh, but like it's crazy with the amount of features that just get released to yes. the technology. Oh, it's not. It's not going to take it long to catch up. Oh. I'm sure. But at the moment, it's not. You can't do all of the things you could do in a. SPD 2013 workflow. Nah, strangely enough, I actually installed SPD 2010 today. Um, thank God the form was actually a, a Visual Studio custom form and not a SharePoint designer form. It saved me from clicking any further. <laughs> I actually have installed, I even Instagrammed about it. Yeah, well, if it's a form, that would be InfoPath anyway. No, it's right, but actually not an InfoPath form. It's a custom Visual Studio. Yeah, um, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, don't touch that. The entire control is great. So <laughs> you want to click on the link? No, 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 no. You can't click on the column. You click on it, that entire content placeholder area, that zone. It's just, mm, it's, it's custom. I think, great, I don't have to do this anymore. Now, moving on. Uh, you were talking about uh, access coming to Office 365. Microsoft are rejiggering uh, what you get as part of various O365 subscriptions and a bunch of lower subscription levels are getting access. A lot of clients use access uh, solutions um, and this this was apparently a sore spot for quite a lot of people um, move it, moving, moving into the cloud. So if the business you're working with has those sort of legacy systems, you can now move them. Probably no, there is, there is quite a... Quite a uh, strong push into the SME market. Microsoft's realized, I mean, they've even extended the fast track options into that as well, where you're not, organizations as small as 150 seats now qualify for fast track. There's a, there's a lot coming from Microsoft in the form of, or for uh, the small to medium enterprise businesses. And it, it's great to see that. Yeah, I do think that's, um, from a consulting space, that's that's one of those like sort of perfect customers because they don't, at that size, they don't have a lot of legacy systems already set up. They're not running a huge data center, no. any of that sort of stuff. So getting them into the cloud first before it starts expanding or whatever the case is, is a lot easier than taking 
an enterprise level customer and migrating them into the cloud. It's look, it's I, easier to do that up front and then build out rather than look. There's this huge benefits to engaging with SMEs. I'd rather have ten. Uh, 40 seat SMEs than have one 400 seat uh, enterprise customer or a larger customer or enterprise. So it's great to see that Microsoft. And the wealth of information around value discovery and elevator pitches and industry vertical solutions. Uh, there's so much information. There's a Teams, uh, there's a Teams uh, kit that you can download. I actually saw it today. Uh, sort of a welcome kit or a convince your boss kit or convince your client kit. Um, and they, they're actually doing a lot of the work for you. Uh, gone are the days where you'd have to compare, when you start comparing Microsoft to like an open text who has, well, Microsoft's got a huge budget as well, but open text going, well, they've created all this um, sales collateral. Microsoft's got the same stuff. It's, the trick is to find that information or know where to go looking. So that's always cool. So, yeah, access coming. Um, I'd like to see the, the, in what shape or form. Uh, the next one we're talking about is the feature pack, which is now available for download. Yes, it is up for download. So um, I haven't be, tried it. I haven't yet either. I'm going to be trying it soon. As soon as I can spare some time, I'm going to be installing it on a VM and just making sure everything goes lacquer because there's some very cool features in it. There's not a lot of front-end stuff. Um, but there's just enough to make it super useful. I know hybrid's a big thing. So now you've got full-blown auditing and uh, this hybrid yeah. auditing. So actually, let's let's run through the, the headline features, actually. All right. Um, the first one is there's a bunch of mineral enhancements. Yes. Um, I haven't actually been able to build but, up a mineral farm, but I'd really like to. So my question around that is, when you install SHIP, yes. it, you get the option to select what sort of farm you want to build with mineral and all the capabilities around that. So if I've installed SHIP in 2016... Does that mean that when I deploy the feature pack, I can now break up into more features on the mineral side? Or is it going to be like a service pack where I download the slipstream feature pack inside of SharePoint 2016 that now when I install it, I've got additional capabilities when it comes to mineral? That is actually a very good question. I would assume, hmm, that I, I do not know. I will, I will have to... I so will yes, have to there's enhancements to Mineral, but Mineral is when you deploy SharePoint. That, that is true. So <laughs> I assume you must be able to then post-update break into... Well, you can although, you hmm. can spin up your farm, you can deploy your farm, and then break it and up then break into it pieces. Up smaller. But th this one specifically um, has better mineral support for small farms, though, yeah. that you, couldn't, you, just couldn't, yeah, you just couldn't build with the original one. So I assume there will be a, a new installation package that includes... I actually haven't checked out. The feature pack one. It would be interesting, yeah, but to run through the other stuff... I mean, you've yeah, got a so there's, them, there's yeah. SharePoint custom tiles... So you can put your power apps and your flows and your workflows that you've uh, built. You can now have them as custom tiles. Yeah, uh, still. It's, it's interesting that it's actually for on-prem because there's still some weird sort of hack to get Office 365, your tenant, showing custom tiles. Yes. Um, they are fixing that. It's coming. Yeah. So And so for on-prem, you, you can do that now. So that's very cool. Um, and then, like you said, there's a bunch of uh, new hybrid stuff. So there's hybrid taxonomy. So you can share taxonomy between your on-prem farm, your 2016 on-prem farm and the online tenant. And they've also got uh, auditing. Yeah, the auditing one is team. interesting because you can now go, you, you can sort of cross-pollinate with your auditing. You can run one audit report and you'll get visibility on on-prem and in the cloud and vice versa. So depending on how people enter the environment, cross-pollinates. Which, yeah. is going to be quite Which is is very good for me. I'm I'm finding the auditing in a in a hybrid scenario quite a challenge. 
because once you turn on hybrid search, your a lot of your audit reports have issues because it's a new search service now and it's got its own reporting database yeah. and you've got to like rejig everything to to face there and then you've still got the the separate ones between the on-prem and the and the cloud so i'm i'm looking forward to that that's going to be very cool it's going to also another bit is it's going to have some administrative action logging which is fantastic try tell us a bit more about that it, it's oh, going to take oh, some, to, like, I, I haven't played around with it myself. So, so to see who logged in when. Yeah, what what administrators have been doing in the farm, which is really good for me. Like, I, I love that because in a lot of our implementations, you know, um, you have power users and they oh. have full control over sites. So they've got oh. admin access. And that can that can cause some issues. Somebody flips a, a switch somewhere wrong or deletes or something. And it's see. very difficult to track sometimes who did that and when and, and what actually happened. Uh, does it extend as far as, I mean, I haven't played with it, so I wouldn't know. But would you be able to say, well, I want to see what service apps were deleted? I, I have no idea. Oh, so we'll have to check um, that out coming yeah, to your so podcast soon. But there, there's, something, there's something in that, so that's very exciting. And there's a... The OneDrive for Business uh, modern experience yeah. is now coming through to on-prem too. That was the other question. So you're getting all these apps. So you've got Pipes and Flow for mobile. And you've got SharePoint Mobile. And you've got OneDrive. So you're in SharePoint Mobile and you've got the SharePoint experience, right, which is pretty. So you can check the activities in the news feed and all of that. But when you go to a library and you click on it, it opens up OneDrive. Yes. So a lot of people are saying, well, why do I have to navigate through mobile multiple apps? And now we we've got it'll the, it'll be a little more seamless. Yeah. It'll it'll look it won't look quite as jarring. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice that it's it's getting the the modern experience uh, interface as well. So yeah. it starts to look seamless. So when you're sitting in uh, the new document library or list experience or site uh, team sites experience uh, in your browser and you go to OneDrive on a device or you use OneDrive, you're getting the same sort of look and it's, feel. Yeah, it's got the same feel to it, so it's not quite as jarring. It's, it's, it's not so Windows Explorer like it's always been. Yeah. So, and there's a new OneDrive uh, client, which actually works. It's no longer the Groove.exe. <laughs> so, so if you do have it, remove OneDrive completely and then put the new sync client on and you shouldn't have any issues. That's that's really good to know. And there's also the AP, the OneDrive API um, for SharePoint on-prem uh, and Office 365. I'm not quite sure what's, what will happen with that, but it's it, it's good that something like that's happening. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting time for OneDrive. I mean, OneDrive's always been the black sheep of the family. Uh, I don't think more people have hated OneDrive than they do Yammer. So it, it is interesting to see where Microsoft's going with OneDrive. But it's it's the document-centric uh, product, yeah, um, which is actually quite cool. So yes, uh, like I said earlier on, I just wanted to talk a bit about the Red Bus. Uh, we're taking the Red, or Avpoint is taking the concept of the Red Bus globally. So we will be uh, coming to a country and a continent near you to bring you some awesome Red Bus features. And we're very excited about that. Uh, I can't say too much about it. We'll have more information for you over the next two to three weeks. So stay tuned and uh, we'll be able to tell you uh, for our international listeners, because yes, we do have. And when we are coming to you, one thing that I will be saying is that you're going to have to follow the hashtag Road to Ignite to get more information about that shortly. And then... A couple of the conferences that are on the go right now, there's the European SharePoint Conference or SharePoint Europe. It's happening right now in Vienna. So all the guys that were at that and, and the ladies that were at the MVP Summit, they literally jumped on a plane and flew straight to Vienna. Um, there's also a podcast, uh, strangely enough, where I, when two guys in SharePoint tweeted about something, uh, one of the guys from uh, 
European SharePoint Conference replied and said we can actually catch their podcast on SoundCloud. So if you go across to SoundCloud and do a search for ESPC 16, you'll be able to pick up they're doing podcast recordings. It's becoming quite a trend right now. It is. Oh, um, I think after Aurelian at the AOS community uh, started the podcast there, I think we're the second one to, to kick it off. Um, it's and a now, very... now it's becoming like this thing that happens at conferences. It's very cool. Then from there, strangely enough, back-to-back conferences. So the next one is Unity Connect. Uh, it's in Harlem, which is not in the U.S., strangely enough. Uh, the was... one in the U.S. is named after really? the European one. Yes, every everything in America is named after the European thing. <laughs> That's very interesting. I mean, I say everything. I'm aware that America does have uniquely named bits. Oh, it's in the Netherlands. So if you go to just just uh, Google uh, Unity Connect and you can actually follow what's going on at the conference or uh, uh, SharePointEurope.com and you'll be able to get there. There's a bunch of webinars. Uh, there's some streams going on as well. And you can follow uh, all the new and exciting stuff that's happening at these conferences in Europe. I think there's also a SharePoint Saturday Lisbon in December and there's a whole bunch of things still happening all the way up to Christmas uh, from a community perspective. Still a very busy time of year for all of us. Well, I'm just glad that it's over uh, it's been a busy six weeks. It's, it's good just to relax and start planning for next year because there's a lot coming next year. We've got the Tech Summit, Microsoft Tech Summit. I think it's the 4th to the 7th. Yeah. Or 7th, 7th to 8th of, of February. It's nice to see that Microsoft's putting together a decent conference for South Africa. The last one we had was the Office 365 Summit, which was two years ago, I think, the beginning of 2015. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, that's where it's at. Uh, anything else, Rod, that you've got for in the news? That'll do us for the news. Yes, uh, last but not least. Yeah, the PowerShell commandlet. Da-da-da. Okay, so the PowerShell commandlet this week is a super heavy one. Okay. I'm not going to get too much into it because it blows my mind. <laughs> so the the one today is new SP Enterprise Search Content enrich- Enrichment Configuration. So you use this when you're creating a new content enrichment configuration. Only part of a scripting process because you need to, I think you need to set up the configuration uh, elsewhere and then you use this to to actually implement. What is content enrichment? So this is part of the story when you're making um, custom steps in the crawl and processing step of search. Okay. So since SharePoint 2013, while you're running search, you can run additional transformations on the data while you're doing the crawl. When you say transformations, what do you mean? You can add metadata, you can process the information being crawled, all, right. all that sort of stuff, like heavy search dev. You can program your own connectors. This is one of the ways you can do uh, automatic tagging. So you can tag a document with an ID number or whatever, and then during the crawl, it'll pick up the ID number and using this enrichment configuration, you can have a step that will go to a database, fetch all the information based on that oh, ID, wow. and return it back onto the that's very cool actually. onto the crawl document. It is very cool. It is. Does it write it back to the properties of the, yeah. of the object? That that's that's the point. Yes. Oh wow! This is that's hectic, mate. Th- this is a super deep dive, search expert level. No, I can see. Uh, I can stuff. see value in it. So, let's say you go and you're scanning invoices. And you're storing invoices there. But you've got a crap scanning solution that allows you to add one metadata field, which is invoice numbers. So with this, you can actually then connect to a database and do a lookup and pull all the other data. Yeah. Is that what you're saying it does? That, that is pretty much what this does. So the, the, way, right the, the way that works is you actually you build a web service. 
a local oh, web you have service. To code as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you build a local web service um, outside of the, the SharePoint implementation, and then you use a commandlet like this, and you tell the the crawl engine how to hook into that web service to do whatever transformations. Just on the topic of search. Actually, no, carry on with your syntax. Um, that's those. about it. There's there's no specific parameters okay. to this. It's done um, in script. So if you know about this commandlet, you know how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, Welcome. don't just play around with the, the commandlet. There's a much bigger picture here, and I'm not going to get into it now because my brain will explode. So just a quick question on the search stuff because you have become the search guru. Not at all. Enterprise search, you know, Office 365. Yes. But it doesn't really exist. What do you mean? It's not like what you can do with search on-prem. You can do all the same stuff. You can make managed properties. You can you, you can do everything with search in 365 that you could on-prem. It's not the same though. So you look at fast search and what you could do with fast search and what you can do with the Enterprise Search Center with all the uh, display templates and all those query languages and all the new things that came out in 2013 with search. Um, it's still not the same. I mean, it's not as not the same as the old fast engine. Like if you're running enterprise search on prem 2016, yeah. it's the same thing as a three six five. Like I, I don't know what's missing. Okay. If if there is something missing, I have not run into it yet. So it's okay. entirely possible there is. But for for sort of practical purposes, what you can supply yeah. to the user, it, it it's the same thing. You get the blowout windows with the previews of the documents, previews of the guys' people search page. Um, you can add refiners. You can default things if you're doing a if you're just using a result web part. Like I, I, I don't know what it is you can't do. I haven't checked on the search-based navigation. Though. Well, not in. Hmm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a code guy. Oh. Um, I don't know if you can do it in. Uh, I, I haven't looked. So your guess is as good as mine. You, you can't do it in sort of um, the global nav and such. Oh. Not that maybe, maybe you can. I'm not sure. I could get, I'm not a code guy, but you can certainly build in-page navigation to various yeah, well, things based, based on the yeah. search. Yeah, And you can use a display template then to give it nice pretty pictures or tiles oh. or whatever, and then your search query just returns the things that you want to. So you can use that. You can use it for navigation, but not not, not in the way I think you you mean um, yeah. you used to do it in, in the fast engine. All right. Is, is, is that a wrap? I think that is a wrap. Okay. So thank you, everybody, for listening this week. As always, you can find us online at twoguysandsharepoint.co.za. I'm on Twitter, twoguyssharepoint. I'm at oddmodlin and Al. I'm at Alistair Pugin. Thank you so much for joining us. Please uh, leave us a review on iTunes, oh, if that is a thing. Can they do a review? Of course. We're on iTunes now, if oh, you didn't know. Um, you can find yeah. us by searching iTunes. To, yeah, to any of your podcast, you should be, any podcast software player we should be able to pick you it up. You should be able to pick it up. If you are using iTunes and you did enjoy the podcast, please do um, give us a rating and a oh, review. Wow. It does help us in the in the rankings of the search when people nice. search for SharePoint stuff. It was an absolute pleasure sitting across the table from you and actually doing this recording. It is. It's been very nice. Yeah, we should have some studios going sometime next year where we will both drive to the similar destination and get our guests to come in there that sounds like a good plan right perfect thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time cheers cheers rod ciao
you guys can scroll down if you so I can remember. It. How can you not know how people can find us on the interwebs? How can I not know off the top of my head like the eight different lines of stuff I'm supposed to say? It's not eight, man. I'm cutting you out of this. <laughs> I have editing power. You do actually. You have veto rights. <laughs>